0: Welcome into the CHGO White Sox post game show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into Studio B. Of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me in studio is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at actorwall 23 He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And we'll be joined later on today by our CHGO White Sox beat writer, Vinny Duber, who is currently out at Guaranteed Rate Field. We're being produced today by Stephen Nicholas, uh, our guy ESPN Steve. Uh, we appreciate, oh, sorry, CHGO Steve. That's- much better now yeah. that you're here uh <laughs> very, very excited to have the josh harrison hater uh, uh on board with us perfect day, it, perfect day. Uh, did josh harrison do anything today i don't think he don't scored know. a run i know he, he scored out? a run too there you go well, he did he did score a run um he was that was mad a, about the strikeout that was an important run that was the fourth run um which led then to the fifth run which uh made it a phillies over which uh hey that was the best part of my day um we are coming to you live after a white Sox. Loss. But, of course. Shocker. 5-2. Herb, uh, the White Sox still have not won two games in a row. And they still have not won a series in 2023.
1: That's not good. Uh, My expert analysis, I would say uh, not winning games in a row is bad for your health. And also, losing all the series except for one where you tied that one, not all so good. But remember, I told you yesterday, if you guys are watching after the White Sox won that game, I was like, bet the Phillies because the White Sox haven't won the two games in a row, and they haven't won a series. Double whammy for the White Sox. And um, Mike Clevenger did not perform well today. But, yeah, it's the same old stuff with the offense, too. As I told you last night, same thing. Yesterday, scored four runs in one inning, did not score any other inning. Yesterday night, scored three runs in the first inning, did not score any more. Today, same thing. Andrew Vaughn gets the home run in the first inning, two runs to take
0: the lead. None other after that. And Tywon Walker was cruising after after that first inning. The only time he had trouble? When Andrew Vaughn was up. Uh, Thank you for putting up this comment by uh, Tony Baseball LLC because, A, Tony Baseball LLC is the greatest uh, company uh, in America. Uh, If you go to uh, the list of all of the LLCs out there, Herb, Tony Baseball would be ranked the best name uh, for all of the LLCs. Um, but I had this tweet pulled up from Tony Medina, uh, at Tony underscore baseball underscore. Um, and here he is in the chat giving me the same uh, content. So uh, thank you, Tony. Uh, but uh, he makes he wants to make you puke, Herb. Okay. Philly's bullpen versus the White Sox during this three-game series. Seven and two-thirds innings pitched. Okay. 24 batters faced. All right. 12 strikeouts. Not good. No walks. That's good for them. One hit Ugh. and no runs and uh, the only hit was a Elvis Andrews weak infield single. That happened today, right? Yes. Oh yes. god. And they weren't good
1: coming in. Them and the White Sox and Oakland were like battling for some of the worst bullpens in baseball, right? Just, oh, yeah, they
0: were walking everybody. And they, they came here and didn't walk anybody. They got right. Fuck man. that shit.
1: Sending the, whites, sending the Phillies off. It's like, hey, man, I know you guys have been struggling, but we got what uh, ails you. We got what the cure for what ails you, Phillies. White Sox hitting. Not patient. No walks. One hit. And here you go. A bunch of strikeouts. Even Craig Kimbrell came in twice and looked like the old Craig Kimbrell, too. They fixed them. White Sox, good job.
0: Well, let's uh, go to your tweet real quick. Uh, you tweeted out this to uh, promote the show, and you said... The White Sox are a bad organization that they are in need of a change. Yep. Uh, they lost yet another series, and their big free agent pitcher signing only lasted three innings. Uh, mm-hmm. It has been only, let me just do my math right, it's uh, eight, 7-12 eight no, now? 7-12, so yes. been 19 games, 19 games Correct. into the Chicago White Sox 2023 series, and your feelings are? They're a bad team that
1: has to have maximum effort to be a good team. That's not a good recipe for success. We already knew about it. Uh, the White Sox need to be healthy to actually do anything in the central. They're healthy. Aloyo Menes is healthy. He's just not hitting the ball. He's lost. He's in between. He's been like that the whole month. Even though he missed a, a decent amount of time with the injury he had, he can't hit and I am surprised in this three-game set where Gavin Sheets had shown you this weekend that he can hit a home run, which he did his first home run on Sunday, get on base, I think he has a 400 on base percentage, and he's hitting 300. He didn't play any of the games. They faced the first two right-handers, and they didn't get Gavin Sheets into either of those games. And that's really, really bad for Pedro Gafal, for whoever's doing the lineups. That has to change. This man has to be in the lineup a little bit more because he's, actually giving you lefty power that you're not getting from a lot of other players on the team, including the $75 million man, your man, Andrew Benintendi. I know it's more my man. Um, Oscar Colas is one home run, no home runs uh, today. Same thing for Yasmani Grandel. And of course, um, Johan Gamantakada is on the IL for right now. So yeah, this is a bad team until further notice.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you know, truly, until further notice, um, and we'll keep being here for you uh, at the CHGO White Sox podcast. If you are watching, uh, we really do appreciate it. We just got our 15th like, so uh, hey, if you're watching uh, and haven't given us a thumbs up just yet, we would really appreciate it. We got over 121 uh, people hanging out with us in the chat on our YouTube page. We're getting closer to 30,000 subscribers as well, so make sure you are hitting uh, that, uh, that, that subscribe button. Uh, let's go to our quick super chat. Here when we get a chance, but Steven is being bugged um, by the goddamn Joey's in here talking about Joey. things he'll and stuff. Show Joey, get out of here, Joey. Spat this. I bet. Yeah. Uh, could you go to the super chat, my man? <laughs> You're all good, Joey. It's Joey's fault. Uh, Jonathan uh, Taylor Thomas, uh, <laughs> and the, he said his dad's name was Tim. Tim Taylor. Look at that. That's awesome. Uh, shout out to John uh, with the super chat. Do we win a series in April? Tampa away, Toronto away, Tampa at home. Uh yeah, the White Sox will not see a quote-unquote bad team until Cincinnati, but shit, Cincinnati has been hanging runs on people. So, I don't know if the White Sox would fare that much better uh against Cincinnati. Uh her Do they win a series in April? This is the weird
1: thing. Like the best team they're going to play is the Rays this weekend in Tampa, even though I said all the stuff that they are a bad team. The White Sox are Without any argument, a bad team. Watch them go out and win two out of three versus the damn Tampa Bay Rays for no damn reason. No reason at all. But I wouldn't be surprised if they get swept by those people, go up to Toronto, lose your three up there, and then come back to Chicago and lose your three to the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. No, they're not going to win in those damn series.
2: Small sample size, but they have played up to their competition. Just the Astros, they split that four game series. Maybe we'll find out they are better Aren't the against the Phillies better just in the World Series? Yeah, but they're not the Phillies of last year without Bryce Harper. They still hit their hands. ass off,
1: though. They can hit. Oh, yeah, I don't that know. that Bryson Stott thing is a thing. Brandon Marsh is a thing. I mean, they bat JT Real Muto sixth. What a luxury. In a lineup without, you. like we said, Reese Hoskins is on the IL for the year, and um, Bryce Harper's still coming back from his Tommy John surgery. They got JT Real Muto as a six hitter. It's just an uh, embarrassment of riches on their offensive staff and their offensive players actually do the job. Like we would be complaining for Phillies fans that Castellanos has zero home runs, but he has a bunch of doubles. Like he's still getting the job done, hitting, putting bats a ball. Like I wish I had the Phillies offensive problems where they're not, you know, hitting home runs. Like Trey Turner's home run today, first run of the year. And uh, like I said, Castellanos still hasn't got off the schneid, but that team is just a great offensive team. Now, Taiwan Walker and – Wheeler's a little bit better, but that pitcher last night, Brady Falter, Bailey Falter, Falter. no damn good either. And the White Sox should have attacked all these guys, and they did not.
0: And again, what we saw for Walker, what we saw for Falter, them getting into the seventh inning and just the White Sox going up and being aggressive, uh, just not walking, again, for the Chicago White Sox, and it is just not a recipe for a good offense. I don't understand it. I understand that Pedro Grifol in his first year wants this offense to be aggressive, but they were aggressive last year. They put so many balls in play, and yes, there's a little bit more doubles today. There was a, a home run from Vaughn and a Robert Jr. home run. Two of their six uh, hits were extra base hits. That's somehow better than last year, but only walking twice, only getting eight guys on base this entire game over nine innings is pathetic. It is just, just, just it's 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 disgusting to watch. I I, I hate watching this team. Um, and uh, Tina up there had a, a point where you know the White Sox can make any washed up all-star look like or any washed up pitcher uh, look like an all-star at this point. That was last year, too. I mean, I mean, losing 2-1 to Bo Brisky uh, Mm -hmm. for the when you had Dylan Cease on the bump against the Tigers. Like, let's go to this matchup against the Rays real quick because we brought up can the White Sox win a series in April. Um, I think if there's one way that they could win it, it's with their pitching. You have Kopech on Friday versus Colin Fokker. Foucher. That sounds like a Colin Foucher. That sounds like a shutdown. That, a that, shutout pitch that, uh, pitcher. It sounds like a Tampa Bay Rays pitcher. Yep. Um then on Saturday, you get Dylan Cease on the mound. Okay, who are they facing? That's Rue McClanahan? The, that, that that's the bad thing is yeah, they're facing Shane McClanahan. So they have their ace while you have your ace. One to nothing loss. Yes. It's a lefty, but uh we just saw the White Sox face a lefty with extension in Bailey Falter, and he only cranks it up to ninety one. Shane McClanahan cranks it up to 97, and he's got elite breaking ball stuff. They're <laughs> fucked. Uh, and then on Sunday, um, Tampa Bay, I, I know that the, they're a very unique organization. Uh, the White Sox will throw Lance Lynn. Uh, Tampa just doesn't have a starter. I, I honestly don't think they're really going to field a pitcher. I, I just th- I think that they're going to have eight guys on the field. That's fine. I think that's the they, strategy.
1: I mean, they'll
0: probably out-hit the White Sox
1: and definitely out-pitch them. I'm, I think they're, they're just going to have... Uh, some of their players just throw from second base and throw over the pay, over the plate because that's, they know the White Sox are not going to hit over the fence.
0: That's the thing is they're going to have all of their infielders hold a baseball, and, and, and you don't know where it's going to come from. They could either pitch it from third base, second base, shortstop, first base. Kevin Cash has done a lot of rule book reading, and he has dug deep and figured out that they can play eight guys as long as all four of their infielders hold a baseball. Um, yeah, I, I, I have no faith that they'll go onto the road and have success. However, they haven't in the past two years had any success at home. 40 and 50 at home over the past two years. Ugh. 40 and 50. Yeah, there's... So, I mean, them going on the road, I guess, is a good thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least on the road. I think last year, didn't they finish at least close to 500 or it's somewhere near 500 because they were a much better team on the road than they were at home last year, if I recall correctly. But um, Tampa is also a... Uh,
0: on the road, they were forty-four and thirty-seven. On the home, at home, they were seventy-three and forty-four.
1: Yeah, so they're over five hundred on the road. So I'm not expecting anything. You know, going to Tampa and going to Toronto is not good for the White Sox, especially Toronto. Early April, going to Toronto, usually a four-game set. I think it's only a three-game set this year. That's going to be a loss. We we have nightmares there. We have nightmares in Oakland. Tampa sucks too. It's a bad team with nothing nothing on the horizon. Where you're like, yeah, there we go that guy's coming back, or we got this coming back, or we're going to, once the weather warms up, the weather's been fine. Today wasn't cold at all. The Phillies were, were I mean, comfortable, very comfortable at the plate, enjoying the weather.
0: It's the White Sox, again, just being over-aggressive, and, you know, they, they put some decent swings on on the ball. Um, you know, I mean, Andrew Vaughn had a, another deep ride out to center field, but it just didn't leave the ballpark. Um, you know, it's, it's just not good enough. And, again, like, you got to make those shots and those uh, those, those kind of a- attacks damage, hurt more. Like, I mean, we saw Jake Berger hit a three-run homer, and that felt really comfortable for a bit until, you know, the game ended, three-nothing. Uh, like, we, we needing to have guys get on base is so crucial for this team. You need to make every single threat, whenever you have that threat, because they are so few and far between, you need to make those absolutely hurt. But I mean, we even saw last year it took them until July to hit a fucking grand slam. Um, I I think they have a shot when they go to Toronto. We'll we'll, we'll preview this with KPW, our our very very smart Toronto fan, or our Canadian correspondent, as we should call him. Uh, but they have Chris Bassett, Jose Barrios, and U uh, C Kikuchi on the bump in that three game set. Chris Bassett has been absolutely horrendous this year. I understand get right game White Sox. Lol, Day so straight. fucking funny. I, th- he has been bad. Period. All right, he has been bad this year. So when Jose that- Barrios has been one of the worst right-handed starting pitchers. I know but like this is like that's the thing is we can't cut this fucking team excuses. Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to laugh. Like, it's just I so fuck this team, man. Fuck this team.
1: Yeah, it's just hilarious. Like oh. like they have that schedule where oh. people are struggling and yes, yeah, it's get right time. Like you don't think that Jose Barrios is like, man, who's on the schedule?
0: Man, White Sox, let's eat. The White Finally. Sox should be doing that. Let Pedro eat. Grifol-, Gr- Grifol should be like putting that up on on the damn menu each and every single night being like all right here are our next five meals uh, Colin Faucher, Shane McClanahan uh TBD Chris Bassett and Jose Barrios like I mean the Astros can do it all these other damn teams that go up and face Jose Barrios can can do it why can't us I mean it, it's just frustrating and also like you don't we don't you, you have the experience against him you've seen his ass you've seen his ass when he was good in Minnesota now he sucks in Toronto yep hammer him should
1: but I, I just don't know what they're teaching up there. I said that old habits die hard. The whole Frank Mankito, Tony La Russa thing from last year is still on this year. So after a point, there has to just be, okay, this is Pedro's team. Pedro needs to inspire these guys. The hitting coaches need to inspire these guys to do better. They are not walking. Again, this is a the second year in a row that they're not walking at all it is so low i think their walk percentage is somewhere around five it's some real garbage that you can't score runs if you're not going to be walking and they don't get enough hits either so their their runs are coming off of home runs solo home runs two run home runs all in the same inning like four nothing versus a pablo lopez 31 pitches no more runs after that that's continuing theme for these white Sox. it's like ah relaxing we got our three runs. We're good, guys. And then the other team just comes back and catches
0: up to them, passes them by. Hey, uh, you want to play a little game? It's basically, I do. Um, it's basically name the AL Central. Uh, this is these are teams with forty six less, uh, forty six walks or less in 2023 okay the Detroit Tigers the Minnesota Twins the Chicago White Sox the Kansas City Royals the Colorado Rockies the Miami Marlins and the Arizona Diamondbacks and even the thing too I mean like with with Miami we just know that yeah they're not walking a ton but they're an extreme contact team they also have stolen a ton of bases uh I, I think they're at 14 this year um they're they're a speed contact uh, team I guess the White Sox are up at 14 uh stolen bases now after Elvis Andrews but Even then, um, it just doesn't feel like they threaten enough. And, I mean, I think I heard the stat from Jason. Vaughn's like 8 for 15 with runners in scoring position. But outside of that, like, no one else is doing anything with with runners in scoring position.
1: Who's getting on in front of the people before? Like, I was having a problem with Jake Berger and his positioning in the lineup today. I think it was either 5th or 6th. I'm like, that guy's hitting most of your home runs right now. Put him up a little higher before... Aloy, who's not hitting any home runs right now. Put him up in front of Yasmani Grandal, who's not hitting any home runs right now. If you've got your RBI guys and RBI opportunities, put them in there where they can actually do damage. Because, well, I mean, I think uh, Burger has five home runs, but only 10 RBI because of the position that they put him in. And no one's in front of him when he's hitting these home runs for the most part. So... I think that the White Sox just need to come with a different approach and with better players, and we can't just be, keep on waiting for Yoan Moncada because, as Vinny will tell you, he's not coming back this weekend versus Tampa. His back is worse than we thought because remember when initially when he was sitting out for Minnesota, it's like, oh, it's day to day. Then on that Friday, oh, he's on the IL. Now when he's uh, eligible to come back, no, he's not ready yet. His back is still hurting him. It's like. When is he ever going to be ready? We can't keep on waiting for Yoan Mankata. We can't keep on waiting for Aloy Jimenez. We cannot. This well, is frustrating. If those guys are out. They're out. We, it's like a they're done. And Eloy is not hitting when he's in. So we need to just do something different. Like pick names out of a hat and fucking just see what those guys can do. Because of this offense, not doing it. The, the pitching for the most part has been good since today, starting pitching. And the bullpen's been crap. For the most part, so
0: bullpen was fine today.
1: It was fine today. We still gave up runs. Um, I just need for this White Sox team to not continue going down the road of man. It's April. We are fine. Show some urgency. As they said they showed urgency last night. No urgency
0: today. None at all. Well, they got to the lead, and they're like, "Oh, we're done.
1: Yeah, we won.
2: Yay,
0: we won. See, we got the Taiwan Walker. Mike is going to save us. <sighs> Jesus. Um, I was surprised I
1: should- that they took that dude out after three.
0: Oh, that was pathetic. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, you, you brought up just uh the hitters real quick. Let's just hammer this, and uh, we'll finish it. We'll take an ad break, and then we'll talk about the uh, pitching performance today. Yikes. Um, So, our guy, okay, Andrew Benatendi. Um, these are players, and this was before today's game, and Andrew Benatendi in today's game had exit velocities of 88.8, not good. Uh, 84.9. I mean, not they're good. not even high enough to be radio stations. Um, and he also had an an ugly stri- uh, strikeout against uh, Taiwan Walker as well. Um, I-, I loved hearing all the stuff like, oh, top of the, the lineup. You know, uh, someone on, on the NBC Sports Chicago had him as their click to pick. And it's like, oh, you know, he's that's what he's paid to do, to do damage against righties. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We definitely know, and
0: I ranted about it yesterday. We know he can't do damage against lefties. Um, yeah, he-, he saw one one ball. It, it was in the, uh, the 27th at-bat of the game, I think probably the third inning. Uh, second at bat of the game. He saw one ball in the actual zone. Um, and uh, it was a called strike and then everything else. He somehow saw one actual ball in the strike zone and somehow struck out. Uh, glad we paid $75 million for that guy. Um, Players with at least 200 pitches faced, ranked by lowest average exit velocity, Andres Jimenez, 83.4, Oscar Colas, Chris Bryant, Colton Wong at 83.8, Alex Call at 84 point, uh, at 84 miles per hour, Charlie Blackman, Victor Robles at 84.3 miles per hour, and Andrew Benatendi and Joey Weimer at 84.5 miles per hour. Yasmani Grandal has a higher exit velocity than Andrew Benatendi, and I was bagging on that guy for his back, for his 34-year-old back that's been Sparking for two years, and the man that we just gave $75 million is more geriatric than the guy with back problems? It's something that oh. happens when you
1: get over here to the White Sox. You have a good year before you get here, you're like, man, here we go. The Jeff Kepinger, uh disease. Then you get over here to the White Sox, you're like, man, I forgot how to hit a baseball. What is this? Like, I don't know. Is that pitch good for me? No, let me swing at it. That's the White Sox way. He is not the player that was promised 19 games in. Now, he has a lot of time to not be the guy who has a five-year contract, but this is disappointing for Andrew Benintendi. If he's a $75 million guy and the highest paid player in White Sox history, or as a free agent, he has to be better than this. Same thing goes all the way down the lineup. Like Luis Robert has been good, and he stung the ball today. But when these guys are the on the rest of the roster are not hitting, gotta take upon yourself to be better than he is. So it's just the same old stuff that we've been talking about for a year plus. And I wish these people and I wish Rick Hahn spoke to somebody other than Sycophants and Rick Hahn bots, because every White Sox fan that I've ever talked to this year and last says this is unacceptable. This is crap. So many people in here, and when I put the picture of the the stadium being half empty, they closed down the upper deck. People are like, well, it's a Wednesday game. Oh, no. They're going to well, be fine, Herb. I'm like, sh- shut up. It's like real teams fill up the ballpark no matter what day it is. Cubs are going to fill up their ba- damn ballpark. So are the Pirates. I was at a day game. They're going to fill up the ba- their damn ballpark. If you play well, they're mad at their owner just as much as we're mad at our owner. So – Stop the excuses. This team is, and this organization, is just bad from top to bottom. And there's something in the water. When you come over here, you just become part of this bad organization. You just become this, and you can't do the things that you did before as a Yankee or as a Red Sox or as a Kansas City Royal. Just a White Sox uh, curse. Maybe homegirl put some curse on the White Sox too.
0: Oh man, no, don't. I don't don't want (laughs) to get into that old ordeal in your one hundred and eight section in your empty one hundred and eight today. Yeah, all those people had to work. Yeah. Well, they're, they're fine, the blue-collar working people. Yeah. Uh, hey, Beef we got uh, our guy Beef Loaf. You were sitting in a section. Uh, yeah, he loves on. the shirt. Appreciate the Super Chat. Uh, Don G, also with the Super Chat. Not going to lose any sleep on a bad team. Hope my socks turn around. But if it's not, time to clean house. Uh, but if it's not, it's time to clean house in the front office. I agree. Hey, um, I, we were saying that all last offseason, and then yep. we went through the offseason, and they signed two bums. And uh, one's a bum. Um, just off a the field, bums, yeah. Bums. Uh I just feel bad putting Ben Attendee, because Ben Attendee seems like yeah he seems like a just, genuine good guy. Seems like a bad baseball player. Um, <laughs> and He's then, a bad
1: baseball player over here. But I know you didn't want him before the White Sox signed him. You're on record
0: to saying out of these left fielders, right
1: fielders, I don't want him. And
0: this is why Brett Gardner was on the Yankees for 14 years. This is this Andrew Ben Attendee love and all this stuff. That's why Brett Gardner was employed because mm-hmm. uh, you know, he could he could get on base. He'll hustle. He'll play great defense in left field. I mean, Romy Gonzalez can do that, and he's a second baseman. Um, a, a final super chat uh, from Husky Bardo. Heard they are having a team meeting. <laughs> anyway, you can ask Vinny. Hope better days are ahead. Well, Vinny will be joining us in just a second. We're going to take a quick break. As uh, Ozzie said, horseshit teams have team meetings. Good teams win. Hey, I, honestly, at this point, I would rather Ozzy be the manager. It'd be more entertaining. Yeah, the post-game press oh. conference
1: would be awesome. He'll MF somebody. Some fights will happen. Like, I'm sure him
0: and Clevenger would already have gone to blows. Vinny uh, will, would have just been swearing left and right just because he's quoting Ozzie Gian Like, you know, I mean, Vinny would be going on profanity tirades just because he's uh, being a, a big J journalist and making sure that he's uh, quoting it back uh, <laughs> very, very accurately to us. Uh, going to take a break. Let you know about pins and aces. I know our guy Steven was trying to hit the links in his pins and aces gear and he just got completely booked out of his course. Couldn't even find a tea time pins and aces, the official golf apparel partner of all city and CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear. Our guy Steven gets tons of compliments on and off the course when he could book tea times Uh, and they are a family owned business, golf and apparel business, Uh, and they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right now inside your golf bag and keep the drinks cold the entire round uh your goose 312s come in a 15 pack buy yourself two beer sleeves put seven in one seven in the other you got a beer in the hand as well steven i know you just ordered some from yeah
2: from Pins and Aces. i got a beer sleeve but beer the thing that we should be talking more about is have you guys heard about this liquor stick they have no
1: no it, hey, it holds, hey it's a family show hey liquor stick come on now
2: it holds 750 milliliters of liquid which in my case would be alcohol it looks like a lineman stick fits perfectly in your bag i'm bringing it to scottsdale with me for my trip and uh, I'm excited about it because, no, you know, none of the Rangers know there's any liquor in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they got some good products. And I beer sleeve and liquor stick, we're, we're ready to go.
0: And you can check them out at pinsandaces.com and use code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. So whether you're, again, uh, in, if you have kids watching, uh, if you're ordering a liquor stick um, or if you're ordering a beer sleeve or any of their amazing polos, hats, and golf apparel. That's pinsandaces.com. We also want to let you know about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's NBA playoff times. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get, on, get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app opt-in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet back up to $10. Um, I don't have an NBA play tonight, all right? I, I think if anything, no, I do. I lied. I lied. I do have an NBA play tonight. Uh, it is the Heat plus eight. Um, I, I'm not sure if Giannis was uh, cleared or not for this game, uh, but it was plus six and a half, and we liked it then, so why not just take it at, at, at plus eight? Um, if you don't like that, take the Lakers on a pick 'em. How about that? Let's let's change it. Nope. Grizzlies on a pickle. That's the, it's the DraftKings pick of the week. Okay. Uh they play better without Morant at minus 110. That's the DraftKings pick of the week. Okay. Download the app now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem call 800 GAMBLER in Massachusetts, call one 800 327 505 or visit gambling line helpline In New York, call 877-8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. Four six seven three six nine in Kansas. Call one 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Twenty one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings. slash sportsbook for details and specific state responsible gambling resources. Let's go out to our friend Vinny Duper out of Guaranteed Ray Field. You can follow him on Twitter at. Vinny Dubert, and you could check out his work at AllCHGO. He has an article up at AllCHGO about last night's game where the White Sox kind of felt like, you know, even though it's early, they need to prove it. What was the tone after today's loss? Or or not not prove it, but like that
3: it is after every loss there, you know, it's, it's it's quiet as a mouse in there. Uh, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, you know, in baseball, you could be the hottest team in the league and you could lose a game and, you know, with no music and everybody getting dressed to go home and and packing up for the road trip. Uh, that's usually what the mood is.
0: And maybe not prove it, prove it was the wrong one, but, uh, getting the things rolling. All right. And obviously today, uh, another loss, not getting stuff, uh, rolling. Uh, uh, let's maybe start with Clevenger. I know some people were just a little bit uh, confused at him getting taken out out after the third. Did Pedro give any uh, response or, or reasoning, whether it be injury or matchups?
3: It was the forty-four pitches that he threw in the third inning. Uh, apparently, uh, that is the that is that is a deal breaker for Pedro Grafol in terms of letting a pitcher go back out there. Uh, just too many pitches in one inning, and and you know it. it, it you know, taxing pitches too. You know, I mean I think we heard um, from from Tony LaRusso a lot last year. He would explain that certain certain pitches are more you know, more taxing than others because you got guys on base, you got long counts, you got all that stuff. So it was a very, a very uh, heavy workload in that inning. Uh, you know, even if you look at 44 and say, well, that's not quite the 100 that I'm used to seeing a starting pitcher go. It took a lot of work for Mike Clevenger to throw those 44 pitches. So um, that's what Pedro said, is that after 44 pitches in one inning, that's that's it. Clevenger wanted to go back in there, but, um, but, but he wasn't going to let him.
1: How was his mood after the game, Mike Clevengers, after getting taken out after 75 pitches in three innings? Yeah,
3: he wasn't happy that he didn't pitch very well or, you know, very efficiently. Obviously, um, you know, only, I guess, only giving up one run in an inning where you throw 44 pitches and put five guys on base is uh, something, but, you know, you know the the bad pitches that you make to give up the home runs in the first couple innings, that happens to Basically every pitcher out there, you know, you make a mistake, a major league hitter is going to punish it. That kind of thing. Uh, that third inning is where you put all the focus, in my opinion, for Clevenger's outing. Just because, um, you know, it was it was walks, it was hits, it was it was not being able to to close the door on that inning. Uh, I think uh, all three, the last three guys that, that loaded the bases, that was all with two outs, if I remember correctly. So, um, yeah, not a good inning, and and it cost him. It cost him the rest of his day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one guy that had a, a nice day, a fine day, um, maybe even could have had a bigger day if the wind was blowing just a little bit more out was my guy, Andrew Vaughn. Uh, I don't know if you spoke to him after uh, the game, but it seems like he is at least uh, clicking a little bit more. I don't know if Pedro's kind of talked about Andrew not homering and then finally getting his first one today.
3: Well, it's funny. That was a line of questioning before today's game was about Andrew Vaughn not homering. And uh, Pedro was like, I don't care. Pedro was basically like, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, you know, he says the same things we've heard from from White Sox managers past, which is the, the, the goal is not to go up there and hit home runs. If you're a hitter, the goal is to go up, have a good at bat and, and try to see good pitches, try to get the pitcher to throw you your pitch. And if, if you do that often enough, the home runs will be there. That's, that's the philosophy, not just for Pedro Graffold, but for a lot of managers, a lot of hitting coaches that we've heard from. So, um, while, you know, you think that home run hitters are going up there trying to send the ball 400 feet every single time, that really is just not the mindset of a major league hitter. And, uh, it, it can often, you know, have a detrimental effect if that is what they're trying to do. So, um, Pedro was talking about how Andrew's got the kind of power where you sit here and and a week from now he could have four or five just because, you know, it comes in bunches like that. And he said, and all the talk that we're doing right now could be, could be probably nonsense. So, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, casting a big spotlight on exactly how little he cared that before today's game, Andrew Vaughn did not have any home runs. Now he has one and uh, you can call it a monkey off his back, but I don't think anybody was really thinking about it too much.
1: Is, It's a weird thing, Vinny, because, again, they did the same thing they've done multiple times. This whole series, they've Four games in a row, Herb. Yeah. Four games in a row. Do they, I mean, I know they see it, but is there any solutions to this? Like, why, like, it's just happening after, after, and after. And you said four games in a row. It happened last week with uh, Pablo Lopez, too. It's just like, the bat's not, you know, wearing pitchers down. What's going on with the offense? And what did Pedro have to say about this offense just not doing their jobs?
3: Pedro has said a few things, um, but mostly he said that he's confident that it's going to turn around. Um, he, the, the, that's the main thing he said, but he has pointed out that that they're not, you know, he likes to use the phrase shrinking the strike zone, which is the same you know, which is a different way of saying the same thing that Tony La Russa said all year last year, which was that they're chasing pitches outside the zone, right? And, um, you know, there are a couple guys on this team who are doing a better job of that, but team-wide it has not really gotten much better uh, in that in that regard. Sean, I'm sure you can provide some or find uh, some numbers that, that that show exactly what the differences m- might be between last year and this year. But um, in terms of the problem that is uh, uh Keeping the offense slow here over the last week plus now week and a half, we'll call it, um, has been, uh, according to the 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 manager, has been the uh, the uh, the tendency for these guys to uh, to not to expand the zone and to and to swing at pitches that they shouldn't be swinging at. Um, You know, aggressive hitters are supposed to be aggressive. You're not going to coach that out of some of these guys, but. from a team-wide situation, it's not going the way they want it to right now. Um, and there are other things in there too, but I mean, I, I don't think it takes a genius to, uh, to look at the walk numbers and see that they're not very high and, uh, and know that this team is probably not being, um, or making the, the opposing pitching work as much as they should. We saw a couple really quick innings from Taiwan Walker today. Um, and we've seen that really over the last, you know, you mentioned Pablo Lopez over the last week and a half or so. So um, yeah, it's not going good. Uh, I think, you can point to some of these big innings as like, hey, at least they're doing that kind of thing. But um, to to have a, a, an uprising once a game, and then the rest of the game is just complete silence. Uh, it, it's 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 no recipe to win. That's for sure.
0: 15 of their 19 games this year, they have walked three times or less. Um, I, I know you brought up at least a little bit about Pedro's kind of philosophy about he wanted the hitters to be aggressive and talking about expanding their their zone. Did he talk about maybe reeling that in a, bit, a little bit just because it, it seems like this team... Needs to walk. We even saw it in the game yesterday. Jake Berger gives them a three nothing lead because you know, Luis Roberts able to draw a walk and they're able to get guys on base and make that threat just even more damaging, having it be you know three runs instead of two. Um, you know, do do you think that you know maybe that's the focus going into the race series is maybe you know
3: making sure that they control that strike zone. I mean, it's a it's something they're working on. They they are working on trying to shrink that strike zone to use Pedro's phrase you know what I mean I think he wants them hitting and he wants them swinging away I don't think it's going to be a team that's going to go up there and keep the bat on their shoulder but I think that the idea is they're doing they're leaning a little bit too much in the opposite direction so they need to be uh, a little bit more Goldilocks about this and find uh, something that's just right for them Um, but I, I don't think right now uh, you're seeing anything close to what this offense is is capable of. Um, and and it seems to be them hurting themselves a little bit in that regard.
0: Well, this, this is a little question for both of you guys. And I don't know who wants to take it first, um, whether that be Herb or Vinny. Um, but we talked a lot about our, you know, last year and heading into the offseason, Andrew Vaughn replacing Jose Abreu. Mm-hmm. And I, I just see another game like today where a- Andrew Vaughn isn't the problem. And he really wasn't the problem last year. And we talked about the other guys needing to step up Yasmani Grandal still seems to be a little bit slow with the bat Yon Moncada now dealing with uh, back soreness I know you have an update on Yoan Tim Anderson on the IL Aloy Jimenez trying to ramp up back from the IL Luis Robert has been all right hit a double today but again like even Andrew Benintendi the outside signing the 75 million dollar band like Everyone else really isn't picking it up. So it's not even the first base. Like, this isn't because Jose Abreu left. It's not because Andrew Vaughn's not able to replace him left. Like, again, like, it's – the 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 issue is exactly what we thought this issue might be in, for the 2023 team is the stars that they went out and got extensions for aren't producing right now, whether that be because of injuries or, you know, just slow starts. And I think that's why the White Sox,
1: White Sox fans, hold out hope because otherwise – you're seeing a bad team. That team out there the White Sox are throwing out there is a bad team. You are what your record says you are. But the holding out of hope is, like, we know or they think that Aloy is better than this. He has to be. He's not garbage like this. And um, we saw that happen in the second half. Same thing with a lot of the players. But talk cheap. Show it on the field. I'm tired of talking about what if, maybe. They got to hit 90 percentile. This is who they are until further notice. Aloy is a singles hitter until further notice. Elvis Andres cannot, you know, man second base and give you a good bet. All these players right here, except for Andrew Vaughn, Luis Robert, you, you didn't see Gavin. Sheets the whole series. That's, that's a shame on, on their part. Like if you're struggling with offense, get offensive players out there. Jake Berger's doing a great job, but he can't feel the, the worth of the lick. So like, there's a lot of things wrong with this team, but until they actually show that they're worthy of the praise that we have heaped on them before this season, and still think that they can do it, I'm just like, no, they're just who they are. Their their average says what they are. Their ERA says what they are, and I'm gonna believe it. I'm staying positive. I'm thinking that maybe they can eventually turn around. But seven and twelve is uh, sw- shrinking that positivity into a little ball right now. It's so frustrating watching this team because you know they're not that bad.
3: Yeah, I are. mean, I mean, Sean, you bring up you bring up injuries, and you know, you're like you said, like the core guys aren't doing it because of whatever reason. Well, yeah, Tim Anderson and Yohan Moncada aren't even out there right now, so there's that. Um, you, Aloy Jimenez has been tough since he came back from the thing, but I mean, again, this is a guy who just had what the best second half in baseball or one of them last year. I mean, I, I don't think you can go out and say that he's nothing right now he's just slumping you know what I mean but uh those slumps again uh what was the story last year all those guys were slumping at the same time and that can't happen right and if it keeps happening again the White Sox are gonna be in the exact same position that they were last year so this is a uh it, it's it, it's a bothersome start of course it is obviously uh the, the record says that you don't need me to tell you that but yeah they're not playing very well it's just a matter of those things not getting lined up uh, you know what I mean they they, they I mean, look. What do we come into this series talking about? The bullpen, right? Bullpen's been bullpen was fine this these yeah. last three games. They gave yeah, they gave, Jimmy Lambert gave the two run homer, and they got the two runs today from uh, Banks. But other than that, bullpen's been fine. Uh, so again, it's not necessarily this like you, a season long example of something being terrible, but they cannot have a day where two or three things are good at the same time well but it's it also seems like too it's like it's not
0: just like a small problem like before this series the bullpen was a massive problem era near 8 whatever and then the offense, like it was a minor problem heading into the series. And then exactly what you bring up, like it's not really Jimmy Lambert's fault they lose that game 7-4. It's the fact that they score four runs in the first inning and then can't run, score from the second to, to ninth inning. And that's a massive problem throughout this entire series that we saw continue. So it's like, I, and you know, we, we saw the starting pitching kind of be the problem uh, out, out in Pittsburgh a little bit. Um, I mean they didn't score any runs on, on that Sunday game. So in San was, Francisco
3: it was it was pretty it, bad.
0: San Francisco as well. yeah. yeah. Um, so like I, I don't know. it's just it, it seems like whenever there's a problem, it's not just a normal small problem like it is a huge capital all caps problem. They're playing bad.
3: There's yeah, no doubt yeah. about that. I, I don't I, I don't think anybody is trying to convince anyone otherwise. They're playing bad right now. Um, they do have the ability to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but they aren't doing it. And, and I guess, you know, Herb, I, 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 you know, to what your point was, I think you do have to look at the calendar and say, you know, you can't judge this season in mid April. That's, that's ridiculous. But that being said, you can't, you can't say that they're giving you any reason to think that they're going to do anything differently other than, well, the players' names look good on paper right yeah, because yeah. They, because they do they do look good on paper and that should give people reason to think that they are going to turn this around or, or or play better than they're playing right now but that's basically the only reason you you yeah. would you would think that right now because the play that they've had through about 20 games here is not is just not happening it's just not doing it there's there's no way that you can have a a team contend for even a division championship when it's just oh, well, every seventh outing by a starting pitcher is good and, every, and you know, the bullpen uh, every other series is good and the offense uh, will will win one game even though they're only scoring in one inning. Um, you know, it, it's not it's not good. They're playing pretty bad right now.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure they see it. Rick Hahn sees it. And I know general managers, uh, vice presidents of baseball operations are usually patient, but I don't know, is Rick or Kenny, do they think they are you know, more in the mood of, okay, this can't continue to happen. I know he, the other day he said he was relaxed and that fans, you know, are more negative fans that the, you know, Paul Sullivan's and such have been quoting. But do you think that he also was like, man, it's the second year in a row, and I know it's only April. You come back from this uh, seven-game or six-game road trip with Tampa and and Toronto, he's like, uh, you know maybe some things need to be moved around somebody needs to be benched and or something else has to happen because if they keep continuing down this road where the play doesn't improve they can lose this this uh division in April easily
3: well i don't think they're going to i don't think they're going to act i wouldn't say out of character i just i, I don't think they're going to act in that way yeah, Because I do think that they are patient, and I do think that they know what they, their job is, which is wait, evaluate the team that you built. It's not, you can't judge it in two weeks, three weeks, one month. You know, it, it's, it might take two months to figure out exactly what they need to do. That being said, I know that Rick always says that they're, you know, they're the ones pacing and swearing around up in the box. I mean, man, if you guys don't think that they want this team to succeed, you're dead wrong kind of thing. But here's what I would throw back at you, Herb. As I jostle my iPad to try to get in the frame here, uh, <laughs> what's what's the fix, right? What did they do? Well, this is was, the team that they spent. This is the team that they've been building since 2016. I yeah. kind of wanted to follow up with you,
0: Vinny. Like, I mean, you, you have to have a rope because you just hired Pedro Grifoll in, in a new manager, right? Like, you can't go out making, I mean, any huge drastic changes because you just gave the keys over to Pedro. I feel like it would be pretty. Short I'm not, to, not, to, to, to make changes after April. Yeah, well, they're not going
3: to they're not going to do anything to this coaching staff. They just hired him. Right. But I think the point is, you know, what can they do from a player personnel standpoint? They just spent the offseason doubling down on this exact same roster. And, and sure. I don't and again, I, I don't I don't blame them. That's fine. If they thought that that was the way to go then go right ahead. These are the guys that you picked over the last seven years to, to to turn this team into a contender. If you still believe in them, that's fine. But here they are doing the same thing that they did last year. Yeah. Well, and that's, and so and what's would, the fix? What's I, the fix?
1: I don't know if there is one, but they're baseball minds, and hopefully somebody in that baseball uh, world with the White Sox has something, a suggestion, that they can do different than what they're doing right now because it's just frustrating for everybody to watch. I'm sure more for them to watch Again, the same thing's going on. Um, But, yeah, they've doubled down on their offseason. I didn't like the offseason, but like you said, Vinny, I understood their offseason. I understood what they're doing. They believe in their guys bouncing back from a bad year. And they thought, like I did and other people who are listening, watching, that this can't happen two years in a row. Shit's happening.
0: Well, but they have no choice. The only choice they have is to run it into the ground. I picture Rick Hunt and Kenny Williams in the – Cockpit of a, a a plane right now, and basically like the engine is is sputtering on them. Okay. And basically they just need it to kick in before it crashes into the ground. Because what are you going to do? You spent 70 million dollars on Yasmani Grandal. If he's not good what are you just going to cut him for 18 million dollars you're just going to have to hope that he's good mm-hmm. Andrew Vaughn you really can't move him off first base because you just got rid of the franchise face after 10 years to have him play that position we're having the discussion about Jake Berger you know where can he play he's the only guy actually producing offensively right now but you can't put him at first because Andrew Vaughn's there you can't put him at third base because Yohan Makata's there and he, he makes 75 million dollars I mean you can't put him at DH because Aloy makes 43 and he can't play right field I mean and you can't play left can field because the 75 30. million dollar, dollar man out there and you have Robert who's you know making 43 million but it's it, you know he's he, he he him and Vaughn can't do it by himself yeah and TA is on the injured list so with, like you know TA's been great but again he was here for nine games eight games and he hits the IL with your analogy I would have with Thelma and Louise yeah I didn't watch that movie. Okay. oh yeah you're that was like five years before you're born um, Sean saying uh, you're all being too kind. Boycotts the fix. That's for the fans. How how do they actually fix the team? How yeah. does how does the front office fix the team? And make that's not. Good. And, that, and that I mean, if you feel like boycotting as a fan, that's your thing.
1: But I don't think that's gonna solve any problems. Jerry's not gonna be like, oh man, there's no one here. I'm good. Here's a lot of money for you. No, he's gonna be like, you guys don't support the team, so I'm not gonna spend money on the team. Why would I? If you don't, if you want to go to the game and don't want to get Jerry money, that's understood. Game time's got you hooked up, hey. too. All right, do a want to read? Oh, uh, look
0: at that. We do have a game time ad, so why don't we take a quick break, uh, and then we'll rejoin uh, uh, our conversation with Vinny. Want to let you know, though, about Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Herb was wearing his Shady Rays out at Guaranteed Rate right Field today. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase, and if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk. When you shop, their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listener, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRace.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, her brought it up. Game time. If you are looking to get into Guaranteed Right Field, Chicago. They had Pat McGann on, and he's going to be doing some uh, comedy at the Chicago Theater. If you're trying to get into that show, maybe a concert. I'm going to the National in May. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful and game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy your tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have kill, killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee uh, with their best parent, best price guarantee. You could stop stressing out over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun. You'll have you used their best price guarantee. Uh, you went to the ATL Lana. I did. Um, Got some tickets. Saw tickets on a different price. Hit up Game Time, and they gave you your money back quick. Gained my forty-six dollars, which was the difference of my ticket between the two sites, and one
1: hundred and ten percent extra.
0: Absolutely. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the app. Uh, download the Game Time app and create an account and use code CHGO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty percent off. Download the Game Time app. Uh, games game time app today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And our friends over at Foco, uh, they will get you fitted in the best sports gear around. They have hoodie shoots, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Uh, no, uh, the TA one that we have, that's wearing the uh, city connect, which would have been, uh, more apropos today since they wore that in back-to-back days, even though TA is in the IL. Um, they sent us that lovely, lovely bobblehead. They have uh Luis Robert Jr. Out there as well. And Andrew Benatendi, Arkansas Razors back one. Uh, They have every single thing, and since it is baseball season, they have aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. So check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right, Vinny, uh, we talked a little bit uh, before you joined about when the next series the White Sox will win is. Uh, They have three games. In Tampa uh, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Kopech versus Colin Foucher, uh, Dylan Cease versus Rue McClanahan, uh, Lance Lynn versus TBA. They got three games in Toronto, uh, and then they got four games uh, against Tampa to close out April at home. They even got three games against Minnesota uh, at home as well. Do they win any of those four series?
3: Great question, Sean. Um, Tampa's really, really, really good. Toronto's really good. You saw what the Twins did to them last week. It's a great question. Um, I, I I would say yes, just because of averages and numbers, right? You know what I mean? But, uh, but, you know, we look at these things, the matchups of the teams in the moment, right? And the White Sox are playing real bad right now. The Rays are playing real good right now. Um, so, yeah, you wouldn't like their chances. But again, this happens all the time, right? Where the what was it last year, right before the Sox played the Dodgers, the Pirates went out there and swept them or something like that. Uh, you know, it, it, this is baseball. It, it can happen all the time. So I would say that they'll probably win one before the end of April just because that's numbers, you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, if you're trying to get me to say how good are they looking right now, the answer is they're not looking very good. Yeah, they're not going to win one of those
1: series. Tampa's the better team twice. Toronto we always have our nightmares up there in Toronto and Minnesota has shown I mean, that would be maybe the one that you can get because Minnesota I don't think is any great shakes but they've shown that they're a far superior team than the White Sox so far in the short 19 game sample size but yeah that would be the one that I would think the White Sox would like okay familiarity and also we're playing
0: a team that uh I don't think is that great. I cannot find a season within the past twenty years of White Sox baseball where they haven't won a series. Um, This in April, yeah. I mean, like even then they were they were really.
3: Saw on Twitter earlier today, someone found nineteen ninety seven.
0: Nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm on two I'm on two thousand one and even though this team was seven and fifteen, they swept the, the, the Cleveland team in early April. So I mean even the bad two thousand one team, and even though they went eighty three and seventy nine, uh still got some shakes there. So yeah, I mean it's been me. It's been me years old since the White Sox have not won a series uh this early in April. It's that, just been You were uh, born ninety seven? I, I was. Oh wow, I'm feeling really old. I knew you were young, but
1: damn. Like
0: my, bad. my whole <laughs> High school career was before you were born. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and uh, the White Sox didn't win a series then yeah. until uh, May fourth when hell. they took on Anaheim. Uh, so it, I guess it might not be until Minnesota comes to town. Uh, that that that's that's just you know, Minnesota. We'll, we'll see. Minnesota, uh, Vinny. We do want to get a little bit more of an update on Johan Moncada. I, I know there's uh, a
3: little bit of news on what's going on with his back. Yeah, I mean, he's just so. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't go over it over the weekend because we didn't have shows on Friday and Saturday. But um, they put him on the IL on Friday. It was retroactive to earlier in that week because uh, he sat out that whole twin series. Obviously, um, he was being bothered by something late in spring training. So I would imagine that is post World Baseball Classic. Um, it was it was okay enough for him to play at the start of the season. He had a very awesome start to the season, as you saw. Uh, And then there was a check swing in Pittsburgh that kind of brought it back. Uh, And it didn't get any better. Uh, He fought the White Sox. He wanted to play through it. And they said, just sit out. Let's try to get rid of it all the way so it doesn't bother you the rest of the summer. Um, And that's what they're doing right now. Uh, But we don't know when that's going to be. The hope. Rick Hahn said was it would be on the upcoming road trip, but I'm not sure it's played. It's, it doesn't sound like it's played out that way. Uh, he uh, very likely will not be back during this Tampa series um, because even when he is cleared to play, he'll probably require a rehab assignment uh, in the minor leagues. So um, we'll see. Uh, it'll be an ongoing thing, but the update right now is uh, the earliest you would see him back with the big league team would be Toronto, but I, I that might even be, you know, uh, off the table just because he's got to go down to the minors for a few days.
1: And Vinny, I don't know if you know this right now because they're not traveling tonight. They're having their their ball. Um is he going with the team to Tampa and to Toronto even though he's, you know, expected not to play this weekend in Tampa?
3: I don't know. Um usually those guys will unless something is imminent, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if he's if he's going to go on rehab assignment here, you know, before they Go to toronto or something like that then yeah maybe he wouldn't obviously toronto is the different it is its own animal with the international travel and all of that so um but yeah i don't i don't know
1: and the only reason i asked because i think his back thing hurt uh start flaring up in pittsburgh on the road and then happened in um minnesota where he sat out and i just recall the times when anthony rizzo missed time as a cub he would just be always in Cincinnati and the beds there would just, you know, exasperate the back problem that he had. That's the only reason I ask is like staying at home, getting the treatment here in Chicago and also not exposing yourself to different back, uh, bedding in different cities because that does exasperate some type of uh, back problems on different people. Sometimes you need more of a softer cushion. Sometimes you need more of a firm cushion and uh, hotels don't have that all the time. Can you ask you on
0: what's his sleep number? He should. Uh, sure. Yeah, so take it see. on the road with you. Can Just, we, add, speaking of home cooking, I don't know if you saw this stat, uh, Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets have hit, um, I think, 85% of their career home runs at guaranteed rate field. Could you ask them why or how or like what's what's up with that? I'm 12 of 14 uh, Berger, twelve of fourteen Berger's career home runs have come to the G rate. 23 of 27 of Sheets' <laughs> career home runs have come at the G rate. What is that? 35 of 41 home runs have come in one place? It's wild. I mean, I guess the, uh, the odds
3: are the odds say that, uh, you know, you play the majority of your games here. That makes sense. But, um, I'm sure sheets was asked about it a bunch last year. Cause didn't he went, he yeah. went did he go the whole year without, without hitting one on the road or something like that? So, or maybe all but one on the, uh, at home. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that their answer would be, Oh, it's just one of them things, but, uh, you know, Hey, it's supposed to be a hitter's park, right? Hey, it is. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, we saw a little bit of that, but,
0: uh, not a ton. Um, Got a couple more stats, but I mean, I think that's about it, uh, Vinny, for you. Uh, I know you had a long day yesterday, so we could we could let you go, and then I'll uh, I'll berate some people with some stats. But uh, anything else you got for us before we wrap up this weekend? Uh, we do have an off day show tomorrow as well, so we can save our thoughts for there as well. But uh, anything else final that you want to send in from uh, the G rate?
3: not that I can think of today but we'll obviously uh, have plenty to talk about tomorrow this offense is a thing uh, the bullpen and uh, is is going to remain a thing until uh, they put a, a few more games together uh, and then obviously Jake Berger we got to keep watching that because uh, he was on base again today uh, didn't have a hit I don't think but he walked so yeah. um, you know he's he's going to he, he has not done anything yet to uh, convince anybody that he doesn't belong uh, belong in that lineup so
0: it was a nice walk too. Worked uh, worked to full count and everything. Um, the final thing too, we did have a super chat that was wondering. Um, I, I'm assuming you would have brought this up that uh, if it was a thing. Uh, but uh, was there a team meeting today?
3: For the I Sox? don't know. Okay, I, not that I now not one that I heard about.
0: Okay, all right. Well, there we go. We, uh, some, someone wanted us to ask you if there was, and we asked you, and you gave us. Your answer. Uh, That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. He has a brand-new article up at AllCHGO talking about uh, the near-no-hitter for the White Sox and them trying to get things into gear. Hopefully they can win the first game against Tampa and then keep that momentum going. Uh, We will join everybody tomorrow with an off-day show, and Vinny will be there. Again, make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. Appreciate it, Vinny.
3: All right, guys. Take it easy. All right, all
0: right. And here here come all my stats and, and me getting dorky. We don't need to, Vin, Vinny's a Vinny's a hard working journalist that you know, he doesn't need to hear all this stuff. Uh, so let's go to some of these Andrew Vaughn stats first. Mm-hmm. Uh, because boy oh boy, coming into this game Andrew Vaughn and I just I, I brought it up earlier about how he's kind of the same person. And I understand he just hit his first home run today. Uh, Frank Thomas said uh, those come in bunches, so I, I'm not massively worried for him. Uh, but now, and this was before game 18, so actually I think I have his updated splits as well, so I can I can I can not be uh, obtuse and give you the uh, correct up to date stats. Uh, but right now his sp- line 273. coming in today with an OPS plus of 110, which is exactly where he was last year. Uh, His OPS uh, before today's game was 7.49. Uh, It is now above where it was last year. I know it's only 18 games, but he really does seem like he is getting into a groove here. Uh, Let's flash his last five uh, hits. His last five exit velocity on his hits, 109.3. That's good. 105.4. That's a radio station. 101.7. Bad. 102.8. Awesome. 109.4. Not a radio station. He had a fly out today, 106.2. That had an expected batting average of 930. They've traveled 404 feet. Would have been a home run, I think, in like 12 or 30 parks. And... He had a single uh, that, again, was 109.4. Uh, so, I mean, he just tore the cover off the ball today. Seemed like he really saw the ball well. Seems like he's been seeing the ball well uh, consistently. I'm very excited about Andrew Vaughn. I know he had, had a slow start not getting his first home run, but he's walking a ton more, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, a nine sh- walks to 13 strikeouts. I mean, he's nearly a, a walk-to-strikeout ratio player. I knew he had a great ability to command the zone and it seems like if anyone's commanding the zone well this year on the White Sox it is Andrew Vaughn I need him to do one thing for me oh boy they say that hitting's contagious
1: right oh that's true just coughing all the rest of the players faces just right in their face don't cover your mouth cough right in Aloy's face it's like okay you're contagious now you got what I got so start hitting you jump you bum come on (laughs) Cause yeah, the man is stinging the ball. I once he hit that ball today, everybody knew in the stadium, uh, two thousand people that I was with the state at the stadium today, knew that it was gone. I was like, all right, Trey Turner hit his first home run of the year. Andrew Vaughn said, I got you too, kid, and he murdered that ball from Taiwan Walker. It's good to see that he's finally putting bat to ball, logging on. But you said. Before this, he was already hitting, and the only thing that he hadn't done is hit a home run. And I said yesterday, like his 400 on uh, slugging percentage is pretty good for a player that didn't hit a, a actual home run. Now he has one, and now it's jumped up a little bit. But I I see him him and Rue McClanahan seeing themselves on Saturday, and he usually stings the left hander. So let's go, Andrew Vaughn's gonna be killing versus him, and when, uh, who's the guy on on
0: Friday? Uh, voucher, voucher, get a was. get a voucher oh. off of him. He'll tear up uh, Bar- Barrios and I then TBA. For sure. Man, I I know he know always kills ke- TBA too. He'll tear up Chris Bassett as well. So, uh, so we need more hey. hitters to be powerful and to fly, sell well, out Well, and real quick fly the dub uh making a good point an ops is 749 is nothing to brag about well it's 809 and that's why i was bragging about it yeah so so now what what's going <laughs> on fly the dub <laughs> i'm not i'm not <laughs> i'm not in a good mood today yeah uh we don't need any of your cub nonsense i gave, I gave in here. it i gave it updated de- uh, oh is that oh it's good that's why he was being yeah we don't need your cub Fly nonsense the dub. In here. that makes childish sense. stuff that's, get that's, out of here on, that's on me i, I didn't mean to, 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 to that was that's on me my bad um but yeah, I, I don't know. He just seems like he's really controlling the zone decently, and I, I, I'm I'm excited for him. Um, hopefully, it's contagious though. Hopefully, Jake Berger likes hitting in the in the trop. Maybe we no see Gavin does. Sheets, but those two can't hit home runs away from guaranteed right field. So I don't know. I mean, where's where he at, Monte Grandal? I thought I thought you guys weren't worried about his back problems. Him his his back. I'm not worried about his back legs problems. going numb, but he's, no, he's fine. He's bad he worked out with a goaltending coach. Yeah,
1: he's. He's fine. Is is Aloy got a back problem too? It's team wide. It? Well, Yon does. It's team wide. People are bad because they turn, they put the White Sox gear on, immediately turn bad at baseball.
0: You want to talk about another guy who turned bad? Who? Mike Clevenger. Um, I I mean, he didn't turn bad. He's always been bad. Hey, yeah, I know. But all that that stuff came out once he he got signed, too. So, I mean, it just seems like once he signed with the White Sox, all the bad news started coming Mm -hmm. out. Uh, Today, uh, Mike Clevenger went three innings pitch, three earned runs, six hits, one K, one walk. Tywin Walker in six and a third, two earned runs, five hits, three Ks, two walks. Uh, And shout out to Jake Berger for drawing that last walk. It was pretty decent. Uh, Mike Clevenger on the day, um, he had four whiffs, nine called strikes, in one walk, uh, it's a called strike plus whiff percentage of seventeen percent. Major league starter average is twenty nine percent. Seventeen percent is horrible. He was not fooling anybody. His stuff looks bad. He is basically a fastball slider pitcher, and I think I saw one decent slider that had nice biting action that really you know died into the other batter's box to the same handedness hitter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how he's going to get guys out. And if you are going up against a non-patient team, I think he'll get some swing and misses. But you saw this Phillies team be extremely patient against Lucas Giolito. That's why he you know, was knocked out by the sixth inning. We saw Lance Lynn give up a decent amount of walks and 10 hits, and that's why we saw Mike Clevenger get smoked. And as Vinny brought it up, uh, three, uh, 44 pitches uh, in, in the third inning for Clevenger. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just a, just a rough day for him.
1: Rough day, and maybe he's Matt Latos Jr., where he started off really hot. 6-0 and White Sox uh, was Matt Latos Jr., and then just fell off the table immediately. Um, I don't, Yeah, I don't see anything from him that says that he's a top pitcher or he's the pitcher that w- had the sub 2.5 ERA before he came into this game. Um, the Phillies treated him as they should and hit him h- really hard. I was very shocked that Pedro took him out after 75 pitches in only three innings of work and only given up three earned runs. But they said, Pedro said that the 44 pitches he threw in the four, third inning, way too much, and he didn't like it. And I saw in the third inning, they were warming up Tanner Banks, and if he didn't get that last guy that he did get out, Tanner Banks was going to come in in the third inning and get the job done for the White Sox, which, you know, I think he gave up two or three runs. But that not the first time Tanner Banks pitched for the White Sox this year. I think they also probably wanted to get him some game action before uh, the weekend.
0: Tanner played uh, against Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore. Threw in, threw in that 10-inning uh, that final. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Just Clevenger, he just, he's not it. He, it just, I don't see anything that really seems exciting about the pitcher that he is. Um, seems like his fastball's gained a little bit more of a tick, but... Will that be consistent? I, I don't know if he's hit ninety five come June. Like this, this might be real, real ugly, real soon. And I, I don't think that there, there is fixing with him because again, like you can't be a two pitch pitcher in today's baseball uh, in in today's game. Like you just can't. And his stuff doesn't really have deception. It's can you hit his fastball? And
1: Phillies did that today. Oh, they, they hit that pretty well. It was awesome. Zero whiffs on his fastball. Just a bad pitcher, bad uh, outing today. I don't know how he's going to get fixed. And they, as you said, have to run him out there to DFA him. Yeah, they have Sean Burke and maybe Tanner Banks, and they can bring up a dude from last year. I'm blanking on his name right now. But that's not a great solution. The starting pitcher. Thank you, David Smartin. They can bring up Dart if they wanted to. But is that a solution? Eating $12 million, that's solution again. We can't keep on doing that. Um, he needs to pitch better. I'm not rooting for the guy, but, you know, when the White Sox, when he pitches, I want the White Sox to win. That's not necessarily him to do well. I want the team to win, and that he didn't give the cha- a team a chance to win today well, with his three-innings pitch.
0: Is Shea Fidel bringing up, you know, Clev's still got a better ERA than Kopech, Geo, and Lynn. Um, G- Lynn has not looked good, um, but Kopech, if you take off that first start, uh, he has looked – fine to good. You look at Gio in his last start. he looked great. Same, same team. He just Less, played against two, two. Starts, yeah. Uh, And yeah, no, no, no hits or uh, one. Yeah. No hits and only one walk. I mean, Clevenger cannot find the strike zone. Clevenger cannot be consistent with his delivery. And you look at his delivery. It's messy. It's clunky. It's, it's not a streamline efficient. Me- I mean, it, 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 they're just not efficient mechanics. It's just ugly. Like, I, I don't trust him at all. Um, they should have re-signed Cueto. Um, That's 100% right. I, I mean, I, I would have loved to see Cueto at least, you know, give up a ton of home runs and stuff just because he, he's fun to watch. Clevenger, I, I don't get it. Johnny Cueto's got six pitches. I don't Great. know if any of them are good, but he could throw all of them.
1: Cueto would have been like them signing Alessandro, so we see how that has worked out. That's exactly what the signing would have been. Yeah, but been. they're not bad because Elvis Andrews is mm-hmm. slugging 258. No, they're, they're not bad, bad because Aloy because it, Jimenez is slugging two. But I think that Johnny Cueto wouldn't have been good as he was last yeah. year. If you're depending on what Johnny Cueto did last year to come on the White Sox, and, you know, he's not pitching well down there in Miami right now. He's only had
2: one start. He's only pitched one, one, in one inning, inning. and bad. he gave up four runs in that inning. Still still bad. Bad. Well, it,
0: yeah, that is bad, but, again, a little injured. Um, yeah. But, it, yeah, it, no. he'll be injured I, I too. Mean, Clev looked horrible today, and again, the worst part about all of this stuff is he went three innings. If he didn't look horrible, he wouldn't have been pulled after three innings. He's at 77 pitches. The reason they pulled him is because Jake Cave was coming up and Bryson Stott was third. Those are two lefties that would have smashed him. Lefties were smashing him this entire day because he can't fool him. He doesn't have a changeup to throw him off. The, I mean, he did throw one to the Schwarber and Schwarber grounded out. Like, and and they were talking. Uh, Steve Stone was talking about how many homers Schwarber has off changeups. Like, I saw he threw him a changeup over the middle of the plate and Schwarber didn't hit it out. I breathe. <laughs> you know, I took a sigh of relief. Like, I, I I don't think that this is anything from Clevenger at all. Um, he seems like a. A fifth starter. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't be surprised he's a fifth starter. Thank you, Jay
1: Corona, for the compliment. And I'll, earlier, I saw Sleepy uh, Harold with uh, the line of the year. That was great. Go up a little bit, Steve, if you could. Sleepy Harold. White Sox going to win the DFA championship <laughs> this year. Damn right, man. They have DFA'd so many people in Rick Hahn's tenure. When's it ever going to come back to
0: him? When he's going to get DFA'd? Yeah. I don't know. I think he had got to figure Because what, what has a, he done? What in, a
1: full, in nine full seasons, one one playoff appearance?
0: Kevin's right. Team's going 150 and 12. Okay. Let's go. Book it. Heard it here, folks. Uh, we'll be with you tomorrow for our off-day show. Uh, we will be with you at 4
2: p.m.? No, 5.30. thirty. Five. Th-
0: yeah,
1: I looked at the thing. It's 5.30. That was a
2: face I made, too. Yeah, it's a weird time.
1: I'm sure there's other things going on with the uh,
0: CHGO uh,
1: Cubs, Bulls, Blackhawks,
0: All right, friends. Bears. We'll see you at 5.30. Um, shout out to uh Husky Bardo for the super chat. ALC is trash. Oh, AL Central and the White Sox likely hanging around. You feeling that? I hope not. I hope the White Sox don't hang around. I hope they either
1: shit or get off the pot. Either be really bad or really good. Being mediocre is what they've been their whole careers.
0: I think they'll probably drag it out until at least September. Oh that's all so I think. Nice it will and be painful a, for all of us. A painful long <sighs> death like getting hit by a car. And just slow response. Like I said,
1: either if you're gonna be bad, be the worst. Don't just be bad and just be because that doesn't help. That didn't help anybody. It's a middle draft in the first round. Be bad and just go and get the first, second, or third pick in the draft.
0: I think they're sixth in the uh, lottery right now. So yeah, hey, just be bad. We'll figure it out.
1: Sell the players off. You know you're not getting fired, Rickon. Sell them off. Sell off from pennies on the dollar. Sell off. Aloy, sell off whoever you want to let's just go really bad and if we lose games it's like we lost because well, we don't have the talent not that we lost because our players are not playing well
0: yeah well and I'm, I'm frustrated too like I'm just thinking about it like you know you see Vaughn and it takes a while for him to kind of get settled and going and I, I feel like that's the same with Robert like I just got a feeling if you got rid of any of these guys that they become superstars on I, any fine. other team so it's that's just fine. like maybe just hold on to let, them and no let them you know let, let them, them free
1: and let them be great Let them be free because they weren't going to be great here. That's obvious. Aloy's never going to be great here ever. Same thing with Luis Robert. He's not going to hit his Luis Robert potential. All these players, and that's why I say the Fernando Tatis thing is not Rick Hahn's fault. Firstly, he wasn't good at that part. He didn't play in the stateside at that time that he traded him to the Padres. And secondly... He brought him here? I don't even think you hear about Fernando Tatis because he's in the minors forever trying to get good. Padres got him good and also some steroids. But um, you didn't hear that from me, allegedly. Um, So I don't think that Tatis is the player that he is here. So it's because this development system that they have
0: is not great. Well, and uh, Shea Fidel saying this isn't the NFL or NBA. Uh, The draft picks don't come in and help. Which they don't. And also, for them to actually come in and help, you have to develop them. Yes. So, like, the White Sox can get, you know, fucking Adley Rutschman and Bryce Harper and all these guys first overall or whatever. Doesn't mean they're going to be good. I mean, there's a player on the north side. They literally drafted fourth overall. Fourth. Well, they, they shouldn't have. Fourth. I mean, he was 5'8". Yeah. He played and second he, base, and they are like, oh, they yeah. They told us Top all the pick.
1: lies that he was smart, fast, a good base runner. Baseball IQ was great, too. Like, that man is terrible. And also a catcher in the Cleveland Indians Guardian situation where we drafted him 10th overall in Zach Collins. Come on now. Come on He's now. Just bad, this though. just continues going on with the top 10 picks not doing well. Ian Happ is the ninth pick in the, the 2015 draft. Do you know who the eighth pick was, Sean? For the White Sox? Think, uh, Fulmer. Carson Fulmer. This is what I'm talking about. Carson Fulmer was one of the best pitchers at Vanderbilt. His teammate is Walker Buehler, who's now hurt. You know, he's had a pretty great career. The White Sox get the pitcher who was better than Walker Buehler at the time and made him terrible. He's bad. Like, this is a continuing thing. Like, Andrew Vaughn is good. He's showing that he's a good hitter. But I don't think he's
0: at the apex of where he should be at this time. It's because the White Sox. Well, and that entire draft is pretty bad. And the only guy, the only two guys that I think are major leaguers uh, that are still with their team, Minnesota Twins and Alex Kirilov and then Gavin Lux with the Dodgers. But, I mean, he's obviously dealing with injuries. But, you know, I mean, that is kind of a, just a, a tough draft right there. Yeah, uh, This, yeah, I, I know that players don't immediately come up. Thank
1: you, Shea Fidel, for, the, for uh, schooling me on that. I know they don't initially don't come up and help the team. But I was saying that... At least if you have minor leaguers and talent like, let's say, the Oakland A's, you can excuse that and say, these players aren't talented enough. When we were going through the rebuild in 2017 through 2020, these players are not good enough, and we understood that. Now we're in a place where the players are supposed to be good enough, but they're not. Like, I would rather have players that are at least trying to get to the level of major leagues and failing because they don't have the talent there, then the players who have the talent, they're just failing because they're just bad at baseball.
0: Yeah. and I I would be shocked if all of these guys are this bad at baseball. I think at some point they'll be over 500. You would think so, but I'm not
1: going to put my eggs in that. I wish it was a thing on DraftKings. I've been calling DraftKings up and say, hey, can I bet that the White Sox are going to be under 500 this year? What do I get? They're like negative 700. And just because I
0: think something, it doesn't mean it's actually going to happen yeah. ever. Um, so, oh, well. Anyway, sir, if you got any final thoughts.
1: The White Sox are bad. They're probably going to lose all the games in Kansas City. We'll, pro- we'll be here on our off day show tomorrow. I'm
0: very mad. Paul Correct's going to go cry in the corner and in, into his uh, Ivan Calderon jersey. So, uh, best of luck to <laughs> you, Paul Correct. And thank rest, you, everybody. Rest for, in uh, peace, Ivan Calderon. Absolutely. Um, it has been dead for a long time.
1: I think he got killed at his own gas station. Uh, you got,
0: man. That's that's one way to go at man. your own gas station. Yeah. So, Rest in peace, Alvin Calderon. Peace up, uh, Sky Point for Alvin Calderon. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat, and uh, make sure you hit that thumbs up button uh, on your way out. Um, my bad to uh, to fly the dub. That was on me. Uh, no. I, no, you know, no. I I shouldn't be rude to our guests. I'm
1: sorry, fly the W, but you're trying to antagonize, and
0: we just gave you back what you were giving us. Sorry. It's just incorrect. It was infactual. Yeah, I, 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 gave, I gave the updated numbers an and I, I guess I did read off seven forty nine. Anyways, that's Herb. Lawrence.
1: Appreciate you subscribing, sir. But doesn't mean you just can not talk flippantly any whole way. It wasn't.
0: It wasn't that out of line. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric Roll Twenty
2: uh, Three. Hey, call us, us on the, follow the wrong show
3: day.
0: On Twitter at C H D W White call, Catch us on a win. I think that he's in the Cubs win right now because uh, I think they're they're looking to win.
1: well. Cody's out there throwing something, so
0: something must have happened. I got, I got Cubs money line. I got to go out there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 530. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for producing the show, and you can follow Vinny Duber on Twitter at Vinny Duber. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.